You're listening to the Reconditioned Podcast, and on today's show, I speak to aromacologist and natural beauty expert Nadine Artemis about how nature already has everything we need for both our health and our beauty to thrive. So keep listening for all things wellness and growth. Your personality creates your personal reality. Authentic power is when your personality comes to serve the energy of your soul. The truth is the body is one ecosystem. You can get to the root cause and everything goes away. Welcome to the Reconditioned Podcast, where I use my knowledge and expertise of over a decade in the wellness and transformation world to take a deep dive into what makes us thrive as humans. I'm Lauren Vaknin, leading wellness and transformation coach, and following my remission from the rheumatoid arthritis I'd had for 27 years that left me wheelchair-bound by the age of 18, I created a unique coaching combination, conflating physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of self to create true, long-lasting well-being in all senses of the word. This podcast is one of the many free resources I've created to help you achieve the same. Whether you're suffering from chronic illness, raising children in a world of conflicting information, you're an entrepreneur wanting to step into your purpose, or you simply want to feel empowered and motivated to become the best version of yourself, join me along with expert guests as we uncover the most actionable and tangible ways to recondition ourselves back to wellness. This season of Reconditioned is sponsored by Block Blue Light, the world's leading supplier of blue and artificial light blocking products, including blue light glasses and blue blocking lighting solutions. Blue light blocking products aim to alleviate digital eye strain, improve sleep, and optimize health through mitigating the harmful effects of artificial light from screens and modern lighting. For a 10% discount across the range, visit blockbluelight.co.uk and enter the code LAUREN10. Thank you to Block Blue Light. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I genuinely really appreciate every single one of you who tunes in. Now, if there is a child knocking at the door or screaming or coming in, you will have to excuse me. There is always a child in this house at the moment because we are still in lockdown. So it was a case of do the podcast with the kids here or not do the podcast. And obviously, it's been a minute since my since we ended the last uh, season and I wanted to continue bringing this new season to so there might be interruptions. I apologize. So this episode, I'm so excited to bring it to you. Nadine was someone that I have been a fan of for a long time because of her products and because of her books, really. Uh, That's how I came to hear about her through originally her book, Holistic Dental Care, which really changed the way that I looked after my teeth and gums. It was a major game changer for me. And then more recently, Renegade Beauty, just the most gorgeous book. And we delved into everything in that book and everything she teaches generally all about beauty and about the earth and about nature and how we can utilize all of earth's gifts and nature's gifts 
for our beauty and our health. So, you know, all the botanicals that are, are gifted to us from the earth, why do we need anything else? And these are the products she makes with such care and precision. And we really delve into everything natural and things that kind of impact our health and beauty from the sun and why it's so important and why we shouldn't have this fear of it and how to safely expose ourselves to the sun and how much we need of it. We really delve into that. Breast health and vaginal health and the microbiome, all of that great stuff and more. Now, the episode was actually supposed to be about holistic dental care because that was my original interest in Nadine, but we delved so much into this other stuff and it was so interesting that we decided at the end that actually we were going to dedicate an entire other episode to holistic dental care because I really didn't want to compress it because it's too important. So I've been in touch with her team and we're going to try and get this episode in as soon as possible so that it will be on this season as well. It was just too important to kind of skim through a lot of the important stuff, but there will be information for this in the show notes so that you can pick up some of that information in the meantime. But hang tight, hopefully I'll have that episode for you really soon. Just to let you know as well, I've now completed my YouTube meditation series. So all my meditations are now up on my YouTube channel, which is Lauren of Acne. And there's everything from inner child to shadow integration to finding your spirit guide and unearthing limiting beliefs. And then more easy kind of less do-it-yourself ones. Not that they're do-it-yourself ones, they're very much, it's all guided meditations, but that's kind of work, you know, it's doing the inner work. And the other ones are more stress and, you know, for relaxation and a sleep meditation and a white light healing meditation. So I'd love you to check those out if you're into meditation. And even if you're not, you know, it might just help you relax. And yeah, please go on there and uh, subscribe to the channel and let me know what you think. And of course, let me know what you think about this episode as well. If you enjoy it as usual, please, please share it with your friends, your family, anyone you think might enjoy it. This is how people hear about podcasts. This is how I hear about podcasts anyway, through word of mouth. And of course, once again, um, feel free to leave a review because that is actually the best way for new people to be able to find us if you leave a review on iTunes. So I will stop going on now and leave you with the show because Nadine Artemis has so much to teach us. Nadine Artemis is the author of Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care. She is an innovative aromacologist and the creator of Living Libations, a luxury line of organic, wildcrafted, non-GMO serums, immune-enhancing formulas, medicinal blends, and essential oils for those seeking the purest of the pure botanical natural health and beauty products on the planet. Her healing creations, along with her concept of Renegade Beauty, encourage effortlessness, eschew regimes, and inspire people to rethink conventional notions of beauty and wellness. Described by Alanis Morissette as a true sense visionary, Nadine is a frequent commentator on health and beauty for media outlets, and her products have received rave reviews in the New York Times, Goop, New York Magazine, the National Post, InStyle, and many, many more. So Nadine, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here too. Oh, I, I mean, I'm genuinely, I've been wanting to have you on the show for so long um, because I'm a genuine fan of everything you do and there's just so much to unpack. But before we do that, I always like to hear about people's journey to where they are and to their passion and what brought them to it. So I'd love for you to take us through that. Yeah, well, it's fun. I think once you get a little bit of hindsight in life, you're able to sort of see what yeah. all, you know, the path was. I don't, but we, I don't think we know it in the moments. And I look back and I, there is even little tiny moments that just, what you know, were just so tiny, but 
almost could be like a pin drop in your life, but really led to, you know, greater things. So that was really fun. I mean, generally, I would just say like, I was just steeped in nature as a child. I had lots of opportunity and could ease and was allowed to wander and get lost in the woods around our cottage and we had the lake. And so there was just a real, like that's, I just felt good there you know it's not like I was a budding young scientist or anything but it was just like that was totally my happy place where was there where was that there, well it's where we still are really it's Ontario Canada right so, you know so we had cottages and I even had like we had I had eight grandparents due to different things wow. and they all had little houses in the woods you know around Canada and um even our school had like a woods and a creek so that was really just awesome and we just had a lot of freedom at the summers in the cottage you know like you you come rolling in at like 9 30 at night with like acorns in your pockets oh wow like blissful yeah so there's just that including like concoctions and mud and putting, you know, mud all over my body and jumping in the lake, that kind of fun. And then at home, you know, I was always like mixing crazy things in my mom's bathroom, and, you know, or going over to a friend's house and being like, hey, what's in your bathroom cabinet? And then taking like skull and crossbones, maybe mixing it with little Chanel number five, you know? <laughs> so there was that kind of like love of like, you know, brewing and mixing, um, but obviously, completely unprofessional uh, and then through school you know it was really great because there was it's not a lot of self-directed learning especially back then but we did get we did a science project we were able to pick our subjects and that's when I found this book at the library that was geared to a younger audience about making cosmetics and really my bathroom at that time really just was like you know bottles and cosmetics and you know I'd mix like the white eyeshadow with the Crabtree and Evelyn lip balm to make like a nice, like kind of 1960s white lip thing. And so I was doing stuff like that, but there was a great chapter on perfume. And I, I was really enthralled by that. Cause it was also like, I would just mix, you know, all the commercial perfumes. Um, but then I really got to understand it cause it was, I don't know if it's more connected now out in that commercial perfume realm, but back then it was like not connected to like the distillation of plants. And that's fine. Cause really in the heart, maybe like at the concept, it's supposed to be distilled from plants, but really, you know, all perfumes are synthetic derivatives and the sort of nature identicals of a rose, that kind of thing. Mm. We, you know, we didn't really know that back then, but the book talked about the ancient history of perfumery and ancient Egypt, you know, being one of the cultures that really dove into the distillation and, and uh, furthered the distillation of aromatics. And even Cleopatra had like, in what would be considered her bathroom, there was just a whole other room attached to it, which was the still room where she's getting, you know, fresh unguents and rose water and that kind of stuff distilled all the time. So I did to this project that the book talks about is you could find essential oils at a health food store. So we drove to the big city of Toronto and like found some, and that was really unique to smell you know, to cut through that scent scape at the time of like synthetic watermelon and strawberry and that kind of stuff. And just to feel, I say feel, but really to smell and feel, you know, the jasmine, bergamot, ylang. And then I made uh, Laird Atal, I recreated a perfume. So there was that. And I just continued to just be enthralled with that realm. But then when I was at university studying various things, um, but also, you know, you're at university, so that's when you're really setting up a home for yourself, learning further, taking care of yourself. And I was really, you know, 
thinking about food. And then I saw Lisa Benet talking about the connection of food, environment and health, which was pretty new at that time. Mm. And it really changed things. And I just read all the books I could find. I actually had to walk by a little health food store that was in a home every day to get home to my little home. And that was great because just that library alone and then the town had a farmer's market. So I was diving into that really over, it took about a month, but from that moment forward, I always ate organic. I never ate processed food again. Like I got it. And then I really got on like how to understand the supermarket, how to read labels, what this means that. And then of course it just took me to turn over to the products that I had, what was I putting on my body? And then really, even though I'd seen all those ingredients all my life, because we all just kind of look at labels and whatever in the bathroom and going, oh my God, like what really is this? And then I was so excited to not only make my own food uh, to nourish me, but like totally dove into, you know, whipping up lip balms and creams and lotions and uh, perfumes and then sold to friends and family as I was going to uh, school. But then I started to like import raw materials because I couldn't find what I was reading about. Or then I would get in some samples of like a ylang or a bergamot and they'd be strikingly stunning compared to what was available at the store. So then I really knew there was a whole code to crack with quality, just like fine wines Mm -hmm. and looking for the artisan distillers and the people that were really doing um, low, slow distillations that really gather all of the, the plant properties and the beauty of the plants. Um, and then, long story short, then when I graduated university, I opened up North America's first full concept aromatherapy store. Um, and that was just so fun. And then, you know. And then the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a picture of that store. It looked absolutely just magical I've never seen anything like it actually yeah it really was charming and uh, we had people that would come in all the time just to smell sometimes (laughs) they'd be like I'm just on my way home I just have to like breathe in the air and then we had so many fun people that would come by I met so many fun people and you know I I would often custom blend we had a blending bar so we could do custom uh, scents perfumes or even like therapeutic blends and it was awesome I love hearing you talk about it, but in your book, Renegade Beauty, which um, I honestly, Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care have been like Bibles for me. Holistic Dental Care specifically for the last, um, I'd say two years, I've lent it to pretty much everyone I know. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna start with Renegade Beauty because in the book, what really comes out is that your passion for, I guess, natural beauty and, just kind of taking beauty from the earth and from what we've been provided, that passion was always there from everything you're writing about. And by the way, the book is just so, even the passages are so poetic. Everything is about, everything is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, yeah, you know, you could just really see your passion there. And I I just love that because I'm very much into kind of people finding their purpose and stepping into that. And that's very much something you obviously did from the beginning. Yeah, I think also when I look back at like just my little being as a little, little being uh, that I definitely, it's not like I always knew what I wanted, but I always knew what I didn't want. And I would quickly know that. And then as much as possible, you know, let that leave my life. Even it was a course in school or as soon as, you know, I just, so I always was able to just keep honing in Mm. on what I like. And then soon, you know, that really fills your world. And then you can really see what speaks to you. 
Yeah, you're obviously very intuitive and always have been because obviously these signs were always there and I think you kind of knew intuitively how to follow it, which is a real gift because I think definitely in the modern day, I think we've kind of forgotten how to listen to our intuition and follow what we're being told. Yeah, and yet that's kind of understandable because I feel like there's a lot that tries to, that just comes in between. It's not yes. like it's trying to or not, but there's no. so many things to kind of externalize and yeah. really it's like, just to keep going in, in yeah in, you know and maybe that exact thing of you know because you're talking about coming back to nature and perhaps because we're blocking nature so much and that stops that intuition and you know kind of our inner knowing from uh, from us from hearing all of that and I loved what you said about you know what we put on our body because we often talk about what we put in our body mm-hmm. but we don't often hear people say well what we put on our body is just as important and it is because it seeps right into you it does. It seeps right in. I like to think of it like in, on, and around the body. Yes. So we can even think of our immediate environment. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it really, the skin can be like our biggest kryptonite in a way because everything that we do apply topically does go in, but that's yeah. also just a beautiful delivery system. So when we're actually applying beautiful things to the body, then that goodness is going in. Or, you know, you can get a little more specific, like we make a cream with vitamin D and, you know, it's another way to get the vitamin D in the body. Mm. So, you know, when we know this and then we can use it, you know, and then even the topical, even if you can't smell the topical application of various essential oils too, that will go into the bloodstream. They can do, the oils can do their work and then they're flushed out of the body. Yeah. Yeah, I'm such a huge fan of essential oils and of your products, which we'll get onto soon. Massive fan of um, best skin ever specifically. We'll get onto that. But you've mentioned vitamin D and something you talk about a lot is the sun and Mm -hmm. our relationship to the sun. And I'd love to dive into that because I live in the UK where people have a fear of the sun. you know and that sunscreen comes out and it's slathered on the kids and it's you know something I, I'm I have for a while been very kind of a big advocate of keeping away from those toxic sunscreens mm-hmm. trying to find healthier alternatives so I'd love for you to take us into the sun and your regime with the sun mm-hmm. and all of that great stuff uh yeah I love I'd love to go into that and I think it's it's a good time to understand the benefits of the sun and re-educate ourselves on like how we can interact wisely and have those rays just be a part, a beautiful part of our lives, mm-hmm. especially right now, as we also know that, you know, one of this one study that everybody seems to be on board with is that su- sufficient vitamin D in the body will either um, prevent the virus or kind of prevent the virus from maybe being such a such a trip so um you know and we do know i mean that that is awesome and then we also know there's over over three thousand studies now that show sufficient vitamin d uh then is when you have that in your body it's like preventing just so many different imbalances or diseases in the body Mm -hmm. for example being sufficient in vitamin d can reduce your risk of breast cancer by 50 percent that's a big, yeah, that's a big slash. Massive. Um, yeah, I'm not even sure that might even bigger be a bigger uh, slash than like alcohol or something, but I have to check on that stat. So it's ma- it is massive. And what we also know is that in um, 
ancient times, but I don't, what's the other word when it's not so ancient? <laughs> like, you know, really up until the turn of the century, um, obviously with various times, even actually the dark ages really was not a time they were celebrating sun, which is interesting. Ironically. <laughs> um, yeah. Because, and that was also because of the religion too, sort of just right. Not, um, yeah, it was just too pagan, I guess. <laughs> So anyway, but generally speaking, many cultures, transhistorically, cult cross-culturally understood the power of the sun. I mean, obviously we've thought the whole thing, the whole world revolved around it. And so, you know, like even in ancient Greece, uh, the original Olympic athletes were required to work out in the sun. Gymnasiums were in the sun. Because what we also know now from modern science is that, you know, sun rays also helped to increase uh, muscle tone and they help the skin, they help to, it helps to produce my, microbial peptides that are beneficial to the body. Um, so there's a whole immune system thing happening. And what we also know is that our skin was designed to be exposed to the sun. Literally, it's our form of photosynthesis. And there's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's when the sun rays hit the skin, there's like this, it's a catalyst, it's, it's a communion, it's a union and chemical, besides it feeling good, there's actually different chemical reactions that we know of. And I'm sure there's even more to discover because we are yet to even know the full story of all the wavelengths, for example. Mm. So besides the chemicals in sunscreens, which is bad enough, the other major thing, which I think has been missing from the discussion is that when we're wearing sunscreen, it's it, we, then we're receiving the sun's rays divided. So UVA gets split from UVB. We no longer receive UVB with sunscreen. So that cuts off, that denies any vitamin D. And then we're receiving the sun's rays into our skin, but it's only UVA. And UVA on its own creates that classic sort of skin sun damage, more freckles, more moles. Mm. In my book too, I go through numerous studies that show that the more recreational sun use, the closer you live to the equator, the less chances of melanoma. Yeah. And that things like melanoma and different, you know, really devastating skin issues seem to be a little more um, prevalent with uh, people under fluorescent lighting, yeah. um, artificial lighting. And that was, you know, that study, that's in the New England Journal of Medicine, I believe, and that was in the 90s you know, which was before we had the majority of the workforce working behind a computer screen all day. Mm. So, you know, we do, we do need sunlight and, you know, it's awesome that we have vitamin D supplements. Um, I take them through the winter, but I also, in two days, we will have, uh, the sun's rays will be strong enough again for them to generate vitamin D, even though there'll still be snow on the ground in our area of Canada. So, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Well, so that's when that's and that will be that's in two days for us um and that's generally so the February. northern hemisphere or yeah i'm on the what am i on we're on the 45th uh, parallel which okay. i think is similar to england and even though uh because uh, one of our beloved teammates uh works in in england and uh she even though you're warmer there uh there's like i think it's another week or two till the d the, the right. rays are generating vitamin d well, wow. so in so in another few weeks we should be going out and getting that getting the yes, sun and because then yeah so how do we interact wisely with right the sun? so start slowly start you know slowly but surely and start in the spring 
And then depending on your body, like I can go out in spring sunshine. Oh my God, I could be out for three or four hours for sure. Not that I generally have that time, but, uh, you know. Uh, so, you know, and then as it gets more into the summer, although I'm still, you know, so you build up that melanin base and that's kind of like, if we think of our bodies a little bit like a solar battery, a solar panel, you know, we, that, we think of all that prana getting sort of charged and stored in our bodies to once November comes along and the vitamin D. So we've got like sort of mid-November, mid-February in our zone, no vitamin D. And so you want that storage to kind of keep you going through the winter. And then, and then the vitamin D that's created with the sun on your skin is, is a different form. It's actually a water soluble. Uh, cholesterol sulfate that's created and the vitamins are fat sol soluble so it's a different form mm. i'm so happy to let you know that the recondition your life academy is now open if you've been listening to this podcast for a while you'll know that my purpose in life is to guide women back to a place of health happiness vitality and purpose and that my three decade long journey from disability to remission taught me that the only way to achieve sustainable core level results is by integrating the four aspects of self, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And that's why I've poured my heart and soul into this program. I've been developing it for seven months, but really my whole life and everything I have come through, learnt and taught has led me to this point. Over 12 weeks, I'll be guiding you and a sacred tribe of like-minded, high vibe women through 12 transformational modules where you, me and the universe will co-create the sort of life you didn't even realize you could have. We'll do this by learning how to unearth and reprogram subconscious limiting beliefs, heal your inner child, break ancestral patterning, connect to your higher self to get to know who you truly are at a core level, awaken your divine feminine, master the universal laws of abundance, get clarity on your goals, learn the physical fundamentals to staying healthy, be guided in a spiritual practice, and so much more that simply cannot be articulated by words alone. So if you're ready to stop making excuses and start making the changes that will move you into a life of health, happiness, peace, and clarity, just go to laurenvacneencoaching.com forward slash recondition. As a thank you for being a podcast listener, just quote reconditioned when you sign up and I'll gift you a free one-to-one -one coaching session to show my gratitude. The cart will close in a few short weeks and spaces are limited, so make sure you get there soon. All the details are in the show notes. Now back to the episode. Yeah, so you do recommend then during the winter taking a vitamin D supplement? Yeah, generally speaking, yeah. I mean, you know who you are, like if you'll need that, I definitely mm. like, to, and it's not like every day, but I'll just sort of do, yeah. you know, keep it going, keep that party going. Yeah, and so what and, would oh, you- Oh, and if I can, sorry, if I can just add, it, take, the, take the D3 with K2. K2, yeah. Yes, and you know, it's so good for uh, teeth and bone health as well. Mm. And it, those two vitamins are super important because they uh, have an action in them that ushers minerals into the bones. So they usher the magnesium and calcium into the bones, which is really a key component. Otherwise, those essential minerals are just floating around in the blood serum. And we yeah. want to dry them into the bone, which will help our teeth as well. And I've always been of the understanding that taking like a good, good quality, I don't know if you're vegan or vegetarian, but taking a good quality like cod liver oil or something helps us 
to absorb that vitamin D and the fat soluble vitamins, right? Yeah, there is a lot of good research on that. And that's really, and really old, old research in my dental book. I talk about the doctors as a husband and wife team, the Malambis or something. And they did this study. It was fascinating with supplementing with uh, cod liver oil and children eating like oats or some, you know, some kind of classic grainy kind of breakfast and their cavities progressed. And then oats or the grain, sorry if I'm not right, uh, and the vitamin D and the cavities didn't get any worse or kind of stabilized. And then no grain and the vitamin D and I believe the cavities started to heal a bit. That was like in the 1930s or something, that test. Yeah, Yeah, because that kind of the Western A Price um, Foundation, they go into all of that sort of stuff as well, don't they, with that? With, with yeah, the, that, yeah, I can't remember where that study's from, but I do have it in my book, so. It is in your book, and, and I definitely want us to delve into that a bit um, later, because um, it's such a huge topic, and it's really made a massive impact on my life. But it is, um, just, and just to hook it back up, too, with that vitamin D thing, because vitamin D and teeth is so connected. Yeah. So going to the dentist in, like, March, or even the doctor, statistically, more cavities and diseases are found Wow! because you're at the end of that little, you know, possibly if you were getting anything in the summer and fall. So, you know, maybe That's go so to the dentist or the doctor in like September. Yeah. <laughs> Get that sun in you first. Yeah. So just going back to the sun for people in place, I mean, it's probably the same you're in Canada and it gets really cold, but for people in the UK oh, yeah. who are listening to this thinking, well, what do you mean go out in the sun and sunscreen? I mean, what do we substitute sunscreen with? And how should we, like, what is your regime in the sun? How do you protect yourself? How do you keep yourself um, from burning, I guess? Because this is going to yeah. be a question, well, I'm going to burn and it's dangerous for my kids. So I'd love to get into what we do for us as adults and what we can do for our children also, especially say we're on a summer holiday and the kids yeah. are by the pool or out at the beach all day. What's the best way to manage that? Yeah, those are great questions. Um, well, my ancestry, I'm, you know, mother's from England, father's from France. So, you know, it's not like I have beautiful Mediterranean genes uh, or anything in there. It's kind of pasty. But, <laughs> but over time, I've definitely, my, like, I have a past 10 years where I've really been like, I mean, I've always liked the sun. It's always been a part of my life where, I'm, but now past 10 years, it's been like, oh no, like it's kind of a non-negotiable because I just know it's just part of my health mm. and well-being. And I know that the body just really wants to have that interaction. So that being said, yeah, I had to work on it a bit too. But again, really, when you're starting in spring, the whole family, even like Irish redhead cousin, whatever, <laughs> you know, that will really help build it up. And you will have a different story in the summer. Or, you know, even now, if I, you know, traveling even to the tropics in the winter where I haven't had a bit, it's still like, I've still got a base layer that I didn't have maybe when I was like, you know, a kid. And um, so know that. And then we have a beautiful, I have some recipes in my book and you can always just use like olive oil or coconut um, or jojoba, which will give you like a little bit of a harmonizing factor. I like to call it. It's not like SPFs are, is a term that can only be for synthetic chemical product. So we can only, we can kind of use it as a metaphor, but it's not correlated but any kind of plant oil that i've just mentioned will kind of give you like a six seven eight so irish redhead maybe that's only going to give her 15 more minutes 
a Mediterranean person pouring on olive oil, they could have maybe an hour or two, you know, depending on the person. So always, you know, think about your, know yourself as well. And, you know, sunscreen actually takes away our early warning signs of being in the sun too long. So you will also, you know, kind of retrain your body and you get to discover more about like, oh yeah, now I need to seek shade. So we make uh, something that called Everybody Loves the Sunshine, which is a beautiful like tanning oil and it's with jojoba, but then, so what the oils I've told you about that you could use is like a simple thing, but we've really amped it up and we put in things like red raspberry seed, which is kind of got an equivalent to an SPF 25 because it scatters the rays. It's a really unique thing. Um, but again, we can't co correlate exactly like an SPF 25 and it's also a mix. And then we've got healing uh, pigments in there and things like frankincense, geranium, immortal, like all these things that really help to heal tissue or if you've got a burn, it can calm it and cool it. So it's kind of like a really good friend and it can extend your time in the sun. That's generally what I use. And I'll be out, you know, and I'll jump in the lake and then I'll slather on the oil. And that's, you know, and it, it, right now when I'm tanning and there's two feet of snow and it could be below zero, then I'm usually, you know, we've made wind protected areas uh, on our deck or I'll open up our sliders, which get direct sunlight and I'll kind of be half in the house <laughs> in a little wind protected zone. That'll be like my February tanning situation. And then so you have like a regime every day you get your face in well, the sun. Only if some days there isn't sun and yeah. some days I'm too busy, but I will really like look at like the hourly weather when it is sunny and go, okay, I'll do that. And I do you. So then 11 to three things, I think a bit of a wives tale or whatever. Like, I don't, I think you actually want to get your sun up until about solar noon, which could be one o'clock in your area, depending on daylight savings time. So that's like that morning, but morning to like, really like going out at noon is awesome. Cause then it's probably, you can be out shorter and get more impact. Now the D-Minder app will take in your geographical location and the current weather, and it will literally, now it doesn't know your skin <laughs> as well as you do, um, but it will say like 20 minutes in the sun today will generate like this thousands amount of IUs of vitamin D. So it will really guide you to get to the vitamin D. Um, also, and then I, you know, when you're turning, like I'll do my sides, my front, the other side, the back. So once you've kind of fully rotisserated yourself through the sun, I mean, it's easy to get an hour or more in and only kind of exposing, you know, 20 minutes, you know, at a time. So that's that situation. And then if we're in Hawaii and like, you know, maybe we're gonna swim in the ocean or do something water sports for a while, then we have everybody loves the sunshine with zinc. And there are other companies, like there's a, you know, a lot of companies now are using zinc as a sunblock. And I think there's some good things out there one thing to be cautious though is smell it because the oils sometimes that are used to go with the zinc are often quite rancid on ones that I've smelled. Um, so in natural products, there's choices and quality to also be made. And um, so a lot of oils like almond, peach kernel, grape, uh, seed, hemp, they go rancid very quickly. Right. That's why we are not generally using them. Um, so you want to check for that and then that's so zinc deflects the rays so they literally like bounce off and it's a block so you won't you won't get tan or but that's so that's what you have you know when you're doing water sports or that kind of thing and that's the most natural form to have a natural sun block and uh, that's what you can do for kids 
So for kids, I also feel like they definitely need vitamin D. And it's amazing when you really look at like what lack of vitamin D can cause. So um, the biggest cause of juvenile diabetes is a pregnant mother that had insufficient vitamin D. Wow. Isn't that, yeah, I just find that cor the correlations just amazing. So I also find that kids aren't generally like kind of lying in the sun, yeah. like, right? So I feel like generally, but everybody, everybody's kids different. So if only they like, did, and then I'd actually get a holiday. Yeah, that's right. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh my God, nothing. I'd love to lie with my kid in the sun, but they got to bounce around. Um, so you could just do, you know, shoulders and nose and like the, the where the sun is like hitting. But generally, you know, like if they're running around all day, like the belly's not going to get burnt. Right. Generally speaking. So kind of know what's going on. Know the time. Give them, you know, what give them a, whatever their body can handle, like half an hour, an hour then maybe put on the sunblock or the hat. And obviously as the day progresses. And when you say sunblock, you mean the zinc? The zinc. Yeah. Sure. yeah, because I, I you know, I, I started learning about this a while ago and I was like, wow, I am never putting that stuff on my kids again. And yeah. when I try to explain it to friends, they often get so scared and they're like, no, 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 I, I have to put this stuff on my kids. Like they're gonna burn in the sun and cancer. And it's it's kind of really difficult to get that point. Yeah, across, I feel like right? the, the the ways that we've been kind of told about the sun in the past like really since the 50s it's a lot to unpack there you know so it's like and it's strong the fear so it is hard that's why I really I dedicated a whole chapter to it yeah I was like we really need to understand this because we're cutting off like this beautiful free medicine and yeah. we all know somewhere in our souls sort of in our body that it feels good yeah, sunny amazing, days there's yeah. songs about it there's songs about gray days songs about sunny days <laughs> you know there ain't no sunshine when she's gone we love the sun yeah <laughs> um also in my book I there's a I, there's the Coch Cochrane reviews which collate studies and it's pretty esteemed and so they collate they brought together a bunch of sunscreen studies and you know I'm very I'm being very general here but the use of sunscreen seem to lead to more freckles, more moles, and more skin cancer. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that whole section. And then there's just really understanding like the gift of the sun, how to work with it, you know, and not to cut off that life force. Yeah, absolutely. So with kids, would you say then, you know, put put on kind of these oils or the zinc if it's really, really hot, and then go in and out of the shade and kind of it would that be the way forward? Kind well, of having enough like, time in the shade? See know their bodies like kind of you kind of get an idea of when they burn or whatever so I don't know if you're out at nine then you're like I'm sure you can get some time in and then maybe around 10 11 you put on the hat or the t-shirt you know and I'm sure their arms you know and unless it depends like sort of what their activity is as well yeah. also in my book there's a very simple recipe I believe it's just like 10 percent uh, powder vitamin c in water and you spray that on and it's a very wow. good waterproof sunblock so that's a very good thing for trips and stuff and what about those um those all-in-one suits for kids by the pool yeah i'm just like I don't... do they stop are they bad because they're stopping us getting the sun or are they good because well, yeah i mean i, I guess sunblock. it's a good it is good like but again maybe try and get in sun 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 time and then maybe around 10 11 
you're putting on the sleeves, right. the bathing suit with the sleeves or whatever, you know, yeah. Just, yeah. but try and get some, and then they're going to be stronger. And then their skin, you know, will be more resilient in the sun. And it's definitely like our skin was designed. It needs it. It wants it. There's yeah. a love affair going on. And we need to bring, you know, skin yeah. together. Yeah. I've just heard so much stuff about the chemicals and sunscreens and what they're actually, how they're creating more of the oh. cancer. And it's so scary that we're putting this stuff on. That's it's insane. The one thing that we need. And yeah. yeah. I heard there's, also, there's also even diet, you know, there's studies that show a diet rich in pigments creates an internal sunscreen. So they're I, really, you know, like um, tomatoes and red algae, green things, chlorophyll. It's great to have chlorophyll while you're in the sun. Just add a few drops to water. Mm. Green, having the greens and the sun, I write about it in my book. It's a good chemical situation. Now, and I, you know, like a biological chemical situation. Um, being in the sun, bringing your body, if you drink Coca-Cola all day long and then spring on, you know, so it's also like, what are we, what kind of body are we bringing to the sun? And knowing that like everything's connected and how we're lubricating on the inside as well as topically and meeting the sun with those topical and inner things. So we want it to be cooking well in the sun. You know, we don't, yeah. you can cook with ham, spray on whatever stuff, or you can cook with olive oil, coconut yeah. oil. Yeah, I was just going to get to that because I yeah, heard okay. you speak about I was, uh, heard you speak about that because it's kind of like a contraindication. And it's another reason for, you know, someone might say, well, no, no, for me, I burn really quickly. And it's just another one of those things, isn't it? I, I talk a lot about us taking responsibility for our own well-being. And this is just kind of like another one of those things where we have to think, OK, well, then if like you say, I'm drinking Coca-Cola all day and, you know, I'm eating McDonald's every day, then maybe the sun's going to affect me in a different way. Yeah, or it might be more dehydrating and not as nourishing, you know. So mm. yeah, it's like I was it's sort of this ancient altar that we, you know, our relationship with the sun. Yeah. And it's like a moment. It's like, you know, nothing happens in a vacuum. So it sort of takes two to tango. And it's it's important that we yeah, just ha it's just good to acknowledge the sun and the elements in our lives. Like say hi to the moon, say hi to the sun, fresh air, you know, bring these things back into our lives because really truly I feel like that's actually what's rejuvenating our bodies and our spirit you know it's not another supplement or a bottle of cream we have yeah. to tap into that you know cosmic those cosmic bodies that the elements the water the earth the air it's what we're made of We'll be back to the episode really soon, but first, a quick word from our sponsors, Block Blue Light. So as a busy mum and entrepreneur, there are days where I have to work into the evening, and this means being at my screen way longer than I'd prefer. So a while back, I invested in a pair of blue light blocking glasses. Now, if you've never heard of blue light blocking, let me give you a quick rundown. Natural blue light from the sun boosts our mood and alertness, but technology has meant that we're now exposed to so much artificial blue light from screens, devices and all modern lighting and it's really affecting our health. Artificial blue light disrupts our sleep, interferes with our hormones and causes digital eye strain which can lead to long-term eye health issues. Now I've been wearing my blue light blocking glasses for a while but it was in the second lockdown when I was homeschooling that I decided to get a pair for my five-year-old to protect him from the amount of screen time that was required for his learning. 
and he now wears them anytime he's at a screen and if he's watching TV after dark. We got them from Block Blue Light, who are the world's leading supplier of blue and artificial light blocking products. I chose them above some of the other brands because they're dedicated to delivering the world's most optimal and science-backed blue light glasses and blue blocking lighting solutions like light bulbs. Some benefits you might notice instantly are improved sleep, less headaches, less migraines if you suffer from them, less eye strain, and a genuine boost in your well-being as your body adjusts back to its natural circadian rhythms. And let me tell you, since wearing these glasses, it's the first time in his whole five years that my son has slept past 7am. And my most recent revelation with Block Blue Light has been their fit over glasses because I wear glasses for TV and computer and was finding it hard to wear both. But the fit over glasses are designed to slip right over your normal glasses without any heaviness or strain. So you get the best of both worlds. So to check out all of Block Blue Light's incredible health boosting products, including day and nighttime glasses, blue light blocking light bulbs, and 100% light blocking sleep masks to help you into a deeper sleep. Visit blockbluelight.co.uk and use the code LAUREN10 for a 10% discount. That's blockbluelight.co.uk and use the code LAUREN10. Thank you to Block Blue Light. Specifically, as you've said that, <clears throat> I thought to myself, if there's a good opportunity, Oh. I'm going to I'm going to read this out because it's so beautiful. I know it's going to encourage people to want to read this book. So the sun, the moon, the wind, the rivers, the rain, the soil, the trees and the leaves are all here to bathe in on and around us. They are the source of our beauty. These elements of nature replenish us because our bodies, our skin are in relationship to the whole cosmos. This is the creed of renegade beauty. Drink in the dew of perfume petals, allow innate intelligence to inspire your life and let nature attend to your renegade beauty. Communing with the world cosmos earth grants us grace, strength, and vitality. Nature is the is of what's real. The elements of earth, sun, water, and air, and the botanical blessings of, blessings of plants are here to help us care for our being. Sun gazing, sun bathing, forest bathing, moon bathing, cold, clear lake water bathing, lying on the earth bathing, and fresh air bathing, nourish and revify. It's my desire to rouse your inner beauty compass to lead you to your guidance, not be your guidance. I just think that's so, so stunning. And it was a great opportunity to read that out because it is, it's just bathe in nature, just let nature heal you. And that is what kind of really, I think when we're feeling unwell, bringing ourselves back to nature and I think really everything you talk about comes back to that yeah and we guys we need something bigger than ourselves in those moments too and that's always there for us and we it's like we don't even have to believe in it right because it's tangible you yeah can lie on the earth you can see the moon you can feel the sun yeah it's a really good way to actually connect with yourself and your body yeah, absolutely. Now you did mention breast cancer before in relation mm -hmm. to vitamin D, and I'd like to talk a bit about breast health because I know it's something you're passionate about. Um, and I know you advocate not wearing bras, so I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, well, certainly, you know, you can wear bras, but we've got to look at like what we're using to sort of strap them down. <laughs> and if when you, at the end of the day, when you take off your bra, is best feeling ever. Yeah, but that's it. So if it's that much of a feeling, maybe they're too constricted. Or if you yeah. see any red lines where that's where circulation's been cut off. So it may just be a new, you need a new type. Or there's so many kind of bralettes or yoga top things. So I'm always looking for something that's made like 95% organic cotton with like a 5% mm. lycra. 
And, you know, of course, no wires um, and natural fiber is good because you're, you know, the skin mm -hmm. wants to breathe. So the main thing that is to not have bras that are cutting off circulation, even on a subtle level, because what's happening is then um, we're kind of creating a lymphedema in our breasts. And then the, the breasts become in when we say breasts, it really does encompass sort of the armpit lymphatic area as well, because that's too where breast disease can happen in that lateral aspect. So, um, yeah, what was I going to say? So, yeah, you want, the, you want them to be a stagnant cesspool that's sort of not circulating, not getting the lymph moving. So also with that, we can do things like dry brushing, breast massage. Mm. And I think of that, like if which we have a beautiful breast oil, it's so, so popular, but you could even use something like the best skin ever or, oh, jojoba, or your olive it. oil or your coconut oil. Mm. And I think even in, you know, like we were, when I was growing up, taught about the self breast exam, which is fine, but I kind of feel like you can really get a little more going on with a massage and you're kind of, you're getting in touch. You can definitely feel if there's anything imbalanced as you're giving mm -hmm. a massage too. And it can be really just quick. So, yeah. you know, after a bath, I will always oil up my body with some best can ever or whatever. And then you just spend a couple, like a minute more or whatever on the breast area. Yeah. And there, I've got, you know, how to massage in the book, but it's also easy to find. And it's kind of just always like up and circulating and then dry brushing. Uh, you know, you can also, which is very gentle. I was talking about somebody the other day and they're like, yeah, but it hurts. I'm like, well, it's gotta be really light, like butterflies or like dancing over your arm because you reach, you want to reach the lymphatic system, which is just below the surface of the skin. Mm -hmm. And um, with dry brushing, you can start Sorry, at the tips of the fingers or the toes, and then you're working your way up and you're brushing towards the heart, which is a great practice. And we also have an oil called Verve Tonic. You could put a drop on the palm of your hand. You run the dry brush over that, and then you're also getting those lymph-loving circulating oils uh, helping you. The other thing, too, is that I, you know, breast cancer is very prevalent um, right now. I'm sure, um, you know, as women, it's kind of like, I'm sure a lot of women are like kind of fearing what would their breasts be like, you know, at 50, 60, 70, when a lot of cancer seems to develop. And there is a lot going on environmentally with our planet right now. And it's kind of like the breasts are like canaries in the coal mine. They're kind of a barometer, I feel like, telling us that, you know, we're dealing and processing with too many toxins and chemicals. And what it actually seems like right now is that we're having a bit of a estrogen epidemic. Mm. And it's the foreign estrogens that are coming in that seem to be causing a bit of havoc. And uh, there's a bit of this trifecta when I was, I, and this is all in, in the breast health chapter in Renegade Beauty. And I was writing this while um, my mother was actually dying of breast cancer. It had come back, which I think is very understandable now because also when the main tumor is removed, and we've known this since the 90s, the main tumor is a source of this, um, protein called angiostatin and it circulates throughout the body like it, it's generated from that main tumor and it circulates and it it prevents the metastasizing mm. so so i think of all the things like you know that you could do surgery definitely feels like well that makes sense right you just take out that thing um but what happens is that source of angiostatin dries up and then often Maybe you have your friend had breast cancer three years later, came back, it's now metastasized through the whole body. 
And that's sort of part of why that happens. In the book, I'll go through some of the uh, statistical stats that, about mammograms. Um, oh yeah, but sorry, I was going to talk about the estrogens. So there's a xenoestrogens that come in and xeno meaning foreign. So foreign estrogens from plastics and that kind of stuff, BPA um, and really even BPS. We're gonna find out. It's, it, it, it's an endocrine disruptor. Um, then there's, um, so yeah, when I was thinking on this chapter, I was like, there, there's other, there's, I was these other estrogens and I thought there's gotta be something with like candida and fungus. And what do you know, mycoestrogens. So those are fungal, myco being fungal. And that comes in from like silage. So the feed of, uh, you know, factory farm animals, they're getting the scrapings from the grain sort of factory farms and um, factory floors. And that has a lot of mold or different things being fungal. Or there's also pharmaceuticals that are mycoestrogenic that are fed to calf, I mean calf, cows and that kind of stuff. And it's to make them fatter before, um, you know, slaughter. And in 2011, there was a study of New Jersey schoolgirls, and I think it was 78% of them had mycoestrogens at prevalent levels in their urine. And then there is metalloestrogens which are estrogenic effects from heavy metals like cadmium, vanadium, mercury, blah, blah, blah. So those, those three things kind of get together in the body and we're all exposed to those things. That can kind of be uh, a trifecta for breast imbalance. And so what's really fascinating is looking at iodine. Mm, yeah. You know, iodine is fascinating because in that sort of Venn diagram, where they all overlap, iodine can solve many of those three things. So with estrogens, there is three main estrogens in the body and it's able to highlight and upregulate the anti-cancer estrogen, which I believe is estriol of the three. I hope I got that one right. So it's the third one. Then for the metalloestrogens, iodine can chelate heavy metals out of the body. Like yeah. after a month, apparently, you know, it starts working on iodine, I mean, on aluminum. And you could study the work of Dr. Guy Abraham for that. And then for the mycoestrogens, it's able to clear sort of dampness from the belly. If we think in terms of Chinese medicine, it's mm -hmm. able to, you know, it's antibacterial, it's antifungal. It helps the thyroid hormone circulate through the body and um, they do apoptosis. So it helps to find the cells that actually need to go. It is so essential for obviously our thyroids and the next organ in our bodies that need iodine next to our thyroid is our breast. Yes. There's even... Yeah. Yeah. This iodine symporter pump, which is like what the thyroid has. And so there's also a medical theory that cysts and swellings like fibrocystic breasts, even cisuterine um, is a lack of iodine in the body. The World Health Organization finds that 70% of the world is deficient. And other studies, it was, wasn't a very uh, in-depth study. It was more of a, I don't know, casual study, but like of 100 100% of cancer patients, varying cancer, all had a deficiency in iodine. So what we're really understanding, and it is a mineral that's like magnesium and calcium, it's essential to the body. And we really aren't getting it in our food supply or from our mineral rich soil. 
Yeah, we, uh, we had um, a doctor, um, he's called the natural doctor, Dr. Nigel Eccles on the show last year. And you're, you know, it's just echoing everything he oh, he said. Yeah, absolutely. He was, he's a breast health doctor. Oh, um, and yeah, everything you've just said is what he said. And, you know, he couldn't stress enough the importance of iodine and um, getting it in our diets and even supplementing. And, you know, he recommended mm-hmm. the brand. And I'll put that in the show notes now as well. So people, you know, so it's easier to, to access. And also what you said about no underwires and all of this stuff for breast health. And you said something at the beginning that, you know, we're told to kind of check our breasts, which is great, we should check our breasts. But then you kind of said, but, you know, we should, and it all comes down to prevention, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the things we're doing in the first place, you know, it's all well and good checking, but what are we doing to prevent those lumps from appearing in the first place? Yeah. Also, like there, you know, also may not know as women is that in the, the journey of our breasts in our lifetime, it can be lumpy and bumpy yeah. story, but that has nothing to do with cancer. Or also what's fascinating is that uh, breast cancer diagnosis has gone up 800%. Yeah, we got to wonder why. Yeah, well, there's a lot of false positives, but also there's something called um, ductal carcinoma in situ, DCIS, and that gets diagnosed and classified as breast cancer. And you may even go through the the mill of like, uh, um, it might even go, okay, mastectomy. But it's actually, it's a zero stage cancer. It's just abnormal cells. Yeah. And there's a lot of times when there can just be abnormal cells and they're not cancerous. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of women actually may not even actually have, you know. So there's that going on. And I also wanted to add, oh, really interesting too with iodine is that when you start to take, like there's a book called Iodine Crisis 2 and I would definitely like get, or there's a book by Dr. Brownstein because you'll want to know amounts and different things. Yeah. But often there's the suggestion of, of a higher, like I kind of started at 50 a day, but then, and then I actually, I'll share this because I've also found it with friends. You can kind of actually get glands swollen, like even in the groin or different things as you're bringing in the iodine. Mm-hmm. and you can kind of have a detox because it's powerful and it's needed in the body so then all the things I was reading was like go higher and it all stops like because you yeah it's just about s- super saturating it and then all even the gland and all any little things went but it was kind of like this swelling and then this release but the symptoms went really fast when I actually went higher it's something you really got to tune into and, yeah. and have a good resource with you um, but definitely it's very, it's needed. We, it's a really basic thing like vitamin yeah. D. Yeah. And, and for sure those preventative measures as well. I'm, I'm big on kind of natural deodorants and not putting anything synthetic or, you know, oh, aluminium yeah. or anything like that under the arms. Um, now you mentioned about bras and kind of natural bras. What would you say for the larger breasted woman like myself? <laughs> Cause I find it very, very difficult. I think there really are, like I look, hopefully I'll design some one day, but on Etsy or like eBay, where you're just, just look like organic sort of tops and bra and sports, organic sports bra. But Mm. I definitely think there's a lot of options out there with the organic cotton and Lycra that will hold, hold them up. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> and it, it just feels better too because you know and then of course if you and just don't buy the underwires look mm-hmm. for natural fabric and then just make sure that it's really actually fitting you yeah and not like digging in yeah yeah I'm yet to find 
a good one, but I'm sure I'll get that. <laughs> Etsy, because then there's like women sewing and like they know yeah, their you know, bodies, you know? That. Yeah. And you mentioned organic cotton. So let's move on to the next topic, which is vaginal health, which is <laughs> yeah. something you talk about a lot. The way you spoke about it in your book, tending to the virtues of the vagina, which I just <laughs> think is brilliant. You do mention only wearing organic cotton underwear and prote- protecting that vaginal microbiome. I'm really into microbiome generally. It's like my favorite topic because I'm a bit yeah. of a like that. So yeah. let's go into that about the vaginal microbiome and then maybe we can talk about the skin microbiome and protecting that. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, for sure. Organic underwear is really good because it's like right there and it's a breathing can get hot right in there with the clothes and all that kind of stuff. So definitely want to breathe and really most vaginas are rebelling at any kind of polyester underwear. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's not good for the microbiome. It's not breathing. And um, why do we need to protect our vaginal microbiome? What's it doing for us? Yeah, well, it's kind of our, it's the original self-cleaning oven too. So we don't, we also, it's like most of when, even though I have a lot to say and I make a lot of things, I'm really also trying to get it to its simplest level. And so sometimes we need a bit of understanding and information so we can get to simplicity, so we can undo some of the paradigms. And I, you know, 20 years ago, we didn't really even know we had a vaginal microbiome, which mm-hmm. is insane because how else were, you know, like just think of a classic yeast infection. It's a disturbance in the microbiome period. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, and so we do, there's a self-cleaning aspect to the vagina if we kind of let it be and we're not putting synthetic things up there or, you know, tampons that are laden, laden with chemicals and dioxins. Cotton is the most pesticide fabric on the planet. Mm -hmm. And so a non, you know, then that just classic tampon is like bleached and, and mold, like it should be sterilized cotton and it's not. And that's actually, it seems that now we understand that toxic shock syndrome is like a mold microbiome issue. Wow. Yeah. And so even like with, I like, I think the cup is an amazing invention and silicone is a good inert uh, material and I'm happy about those things, but on, on another level, we just need a bit of a break from putting things up there that aren't just human, whatever. So what do you recommend then? Cause I'm, I'm a big fan of the cup. I know you recommend yeah. it just letting it all flow out. Well, no, obviously we can't always, <laughs> but I'm saying there, there can be times. So there's amazing advances in the period underwear. Yeah. In period pa- pads, there's organic pads, which is like allowing it to flow. And then, yeah, there's organic tampons if you need them, but I would like save those for, you know, the special moments like swimming yeah. in a pool or whatever yeah um, yeah but I'm definitely like I I mean it's amazing so like there was a free bleeding woman who ran like the Boston Marathon a couple years ago oh, wow yeah and that's amazing but I'm not going that hardcore right but I'm just saying like <laughs> at night there's even period blankets so you can protect your mattress if you if wow. you so choose but like the period underwear is amazing mm. the technology for that and I think there's even some now that have an inner cotton So I just think there's a lot of options, especially right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I can't stress enough. And I know you try to just, (laughs) you know, when I speak to friends about please stop using those tampons, they are so toxic, you know, if you can't use the cup and you don't want to use the cup, don't use the cup, but don't use those tampons. Yeah. I mean, literally 
even though like generally I'm like, you know, try not to use tampons a lot, but seriously, if you just switch to the organic tampon for the rest of your life, you would be in just such better position because yeah. when you think about that area, this, this it's epithelium. It's the skin all inside. There is one cell thin. It's mm -hmm. just like the inside of our mouths and it's like going into the apex of your being. So whatever we're putting up there is like, just like a straw sucking up those chemicals, like way more than just putting it on like your arm. Mm. So what else can we do to kind of enhance our vaginal health? <laughs> well, we can think of like, you know, obviously eating well and keep, you know, keeping that sort of inner lubrication going. I call it like jouissance. Mm. And so like, you know, not using polyester underwear, um, you know, you can use an oil like jojoba olive oil. Or we make yoni serums that you can mm. use to protect the tissues. Um, there's a petal soother we have that's amazing for, uh, it was created for right after giving birth. And, um, you know, so, and it's also good if it's itchy or anything down there, it helps to balance that out. And then we've got beautiful ones to prime for the birth and then ones for just keeping things lubricated. So, you know, and then if you're use, if you need a lubrication, then, uh, you know, coconut oil, cacao butter, back to your olive oil, um, you know, just using something natural like that. Yeah, because those those kind of conventional lubes, they're, they're spermicides as well, aren't they? I mean, and if they're killing sperm, what are they doing to us? Exactly. It really does. Um, even things like the water-based lubricants, like a KY jelly, it is shown in studies that it affects uh, sperm motility. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to get pregnant, do not use those kind of lubes. Now, the, obviously the one issue though with all these natural lubes is generally they're not compatible with condoms unless it's like a, uh, I can't remember all the names, but there's like the lambskin ones are fine. I think the PVC ones are fine, but not like the classic material. Right. So that's just useful for people to know. And then, um, so what else KY Jelly does is it, shrivels the cells inside the vagina through a process called osmolarity, which um, can happen on the skin as well. So while glycerin seems like an okay ingredient, mm -hmm. um, what they saw in the studying of it in vagina is that the cells under a microscope became shriveled up like raisins. Mm. And then no, they, the no cells off. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants their cellular raisins in their vagina. vagina. <laughs> and then that um, creates an environment that's more susceptible to STDs. Wow. Just in the one seemingly innocuous water-based lubricant. Wow. It's just amazing, isn't it? How all these mm -hmm. things that we introduce into our... And usually they're things introduced to make things more convenient. Yes. Um, you know, it's that kind of convenience era of living isn't it and, and usually all of those kind of convenience products or foods are just never good so I know there's going to be women listening right now thinking okay well what am I washing my vagina with then <laughs> well just like classic bar soap like we we have soap uh people even use our shampoo as a body wash but like all you need to do is like your armpits and your yoni um definitely a natural soap you don't want any harsh chemicals down there and that includes like dove or whatever those are yeah, harsh yeah soaps yeah. so just like the soap at your farmer's market or health just like classic bar soap um or again the shampoo some people take our shampoo and put it in like a foaming hand soap bottle and you just get it's so economical 
And then, um, and then it's nice to put a little oil on after. So even uh, you could even, you know, even after peeing or like in the morning, you could just squirt a little on toilet paper and just kind of give yourself a little tap. And that just protects uh, the, the vagina throughout the day. And, uh, you know, it's breathable. It just keeps things toned. Mm. You know, it's just a nice. And are there specific essential oils that are good for that? Yeah, so we have, um, you can also look at our formulations. So the, um, the one, we even put vitamin D in it as well. So you can get a little vitamin D soaking wow. through your vagina. I'm going to have to get some of those. <laughs> I've got a lot of your products, but none of those. So I'll have to, I'll have to <laughs> have yeah. a look. And we also make love butters, which could be used in the same way. Like it, they're, you know, you can use them for love making, but people also use them on their body for lip balm or on their yonis, that kind of thing. Yeah. And also the other end of it, it's like sometimes people get hemorrhoids, that kind of thing. Um, or you just, maybe that area is irritated. Then all you have to do is like, after you've gone to the bathroom or whatever, you can just take some toilet paper, wet it a tiny bit and squirt on some of the oil, like a Beskin Ever, one of the Yoni serums, or even like uh, one of our bombs, like we have a, a Jai bomb, it's like good for anything. And then you just wipe that area, it gets the coating on there and the healing will be, you know, you might feel better even that day, but it should clear up in about a day or two. Wow, amazing. Um, so you did mention um, pits and privates, which is your, <laughs> your kind of term, you know, to just kind of wash pits and privates. So what are we doing with skin? Let's talk about the skin microbiome and how we can protect that and what it's doing for us and why, why we shouldn't be washing it with, yeah. I mean, with, with chemicals or with soaps. So the skin, we all, I think a lot of us know about the gut microbiome, oral microbiome's huge, obviously connected. And then there's the skin microbiome, um, which is bustling with bacteria. And it's also obviously connected to the other microbiomes, including the digestive microbiome. And often if things are not going so good in that digestive microbiome, it may appear on your face. And um, the microbiome is different throughout the body. You know, the armpit's pretty rich. Whereas the bottom of the feet and hands, not so much. Um, and of course though, there's our, our face is rich and there is a, all over our skin, but that's also why we don't need to soap our legs and our arms, it's, mm. you know, because there's just, there's no need. And we're messing with the microbiome and we're drying out the skin and it can just let, let it be and it will regulate. And it's, you're bathing, you're, you know, it's the skin is clean. Yeah. It's just the other areas that need that little extra help. And uh, yeah, and then the, so we want to kind of step back and allow the bacteria to actually be the beautician because really our modern skincare regimes have been mutating the microbiome. We just didn't know it. <laughs> yeah. And then so that kind of is very prevalent now with the what I think is overuse of antibacterial hand products. Um, yes. I don't personally use them. I, I'd like to know your take on this overuse of antibacterial yes. products at the moment since COVID and what steps we can be taking. Yes, well, it's interesting because one of the main ingredients in a lot of antibacterial um, hand products and hand soap was triclosan, which is very devastating to aquatic ecosystems. And that's mm. actually been banned now. And because they realize it actually because it messed with the microbiome, people were more susceptible to superbugs. Yeah. So I think that's a good 
story or understanding too of where you know we think we're on the right path to kill things or whatever just to have good hygiene but we're not because you know we're still I think in the 40s there's sort of this germ warfare theory yeah whether it was like you know agriculture or like just this sort of carpet bombing of pesticides or even like oral care it would be like you know antibiotic mouthwashes and we'll just kill it all and what we didn't understand is that we've got billions of cells and also as vastly important is the billions of bacteria yeah and that make up the microbiome and it's the microbiome that's allow you know really contributing to all the functioning of our digestive endocrine immune systems and more in the body so we can't be killing it off or losing the diversity of the species and li just literally like common ingredients are doing that to the microbiome and that's just something we want to stop <laughs> yeah so it's just comes back to washing our hands with soap and water I yeah. guess, you know which yeah. is what we've said from the beginning and it's just crazy you know you walk into I mean we're in lockdown here again but you know, you walk into anywhere and they're like, can you sanitize your hands, please? And I just want to give them all the evidence <laughs> and all the well, studies and tell them yeah. what it's doing to the microbiome. And maybe this virus is here because of the overuse of antibacterial products. Yes. Now we can use like, if you use natural ingredients, like we make a hand yeah. sanitizer and it's not with synthetic alcohol yeah. and it's using essential oils. So that's awesome. And we make little ones you could put in your purse and then at the yeah. store you could go, okay, I'm going to use this. That's what instead. I do. Yeah. yeah. I carry my own ram with oh, me. Good. And I yeah. whack those out. I kind of get mine out my bag. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it myself. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yes. Literally soap, any kind of soap, synthetic, natural will, it just coats the virus in a second. And it just, it's like literally works just good yeah. old fashioned soap. Yeah. So we've covered skin um, and we'll move on to dental care because that's a, a massive, but, but just really quickly, mm -hmm. I just, we kind of live in, in this kind of era of, you know, I, I guess we call it the Kardashian culture where everyone's wanting to get kind of lip fillers and Botox and look this, you know, Kardashian way. And I just wonder what you would say to someone listening now who's maybe edging towards that thinking, you know, maybe someone in uh, women heading towards middle age thinking I should really get some Botox now, or even younger women thinking I'm going to get the lip fillers, you know? Yeah, because it is younger now, isn't it? <laughs> mm. Well, interestingly, with lip fillers, one thing, uh, a good reason to not have receding gums is because that's actually one of the causes of lip wrinkles. So oral care does always go back to beauty. Um, I would just say like, you know, try and give your beauty the benefit of the doubt. And uh, I feel like, you know, you can have the same thing. You could have goals that are natural or goals that are synthetic, um, but we want to try and not see beauty as another goal or another race against like the clashing of time. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to kind of find that inner peace with ourselves and make decisions from that perspective. Because I think otherwise it can be a very unsatisfying, vicious cycle, circle. Yeah. And again, if you don't have the millions, you may not get the same results. Yeah. And it is really just kind of looking to that. It, I know it sounds cliche, but the inner beauty and kind of you know, it's a very subjective thing. And why do we need to inject our foreheads with rat poison to be able to be accepted as being beautiful? Yeah, well, there's a lot of work we have to do as a society in, mm. in so many ways. Um, but I will keep 
you know, in this lifetime, I will try and figure out how we can, you know, have you know the, the best in whatever, you know, I don't like using the word anti-aging, but if there's a way that we can like figure things out and I, there are great things that we have, it just takes a bit of work, like using gua sha or the best skin ever. And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, face yoga, there's a lot of options. Yeah. Um, but also an interesting thing that you mentioned the Kardashians is that Courtney loves, loves and buys by the leader, our best skin ever. Really? Oh, well, yes. I'm using the right thing then. <laughs> yes. So the worlds are colliding. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because she's always, I always remember, she's kind of like the most natural one, isn't she? Yeah, Once yeah. Natural births and breastfeeding and stuff like that, where the others totally. don't really seem that aligned with that well but I'm so conscious that we're running out of time and dental mm. care is such a huge topic here um so if we could kind of like I guess um compress it into the most important things for our oral health and following your um your protocols has had a massive impact on my oral oh, health and the first thing I did was I went and found a biological dentist and oh, and I took your checklist of questions <laughs> and I made him answer every single one down to like <laughs> x-ray the digital x-rays and all of that so if we can yeah if you could kind of give us a step-by-step -step guide like condense into what we need to do to keep our teeth well, because we're short on time too I just want to say there are resources on our website mm. like articles and that we have eight steps and those are on there as well and I recommend the eight steps because it really helps to turn around the current state of your mouth and yeah. especially right now as like it's um maybe more challenging to get to the dentist doing the eight steps for like three to six months before you go to the dentist will surely yield better results and yeah. a better appointment and you can already maybe start dealing with some of the things and um so i do recommend that you can also email us with any question we also do consults on health and beauty um but yeah we really have to think about our oral microbiome and a lot of the things that we've been doing have really been uh mutating and messing that up um for example strep is a bacteria that's in pretty much everybody's mouths and it's a cavity causing bacteria, but not everybody gets cavities from that. And now what researchers are understanding is it's because strep for some people, it's missing its ancestral bacterial buddies keep, that keep it in check. And so we really want to you know, cultivate a good oral environment. And um, maybe we need to do a whole other episode on that. I was just thinking maybe we should do that because it, there's so much information and we've left it to the end, but it's, it's maybe we should do that. Let's do that okay. because I think it's such an important topic and I don't really want to skim past it because there's so many questions and mm -hmm. so many parts of it. That we, so let's do that. Let's get that booked in um, when we're off this call. And um, before you go now, firstly, thank you for all the amazing information. Like I said to you before we started, I always do this thing called All About You, where I ask kind of a quick series of questions for the listener to get to know the guest a bit more. So are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. One lifestyle habit every person should take up. Washing your face with oil, sitting in the sun. <laughs> How would you define beauty? I really feel, you know, as, as you said a moment ago, it is kind of cliche, but really it's a feeling. It's a state of being. It's not the situation in the mirror yeah the best way to know who you really are always reaching inside for all the answers because once you're kind of inside it may seem like a narrow space but really that's 
once you go inside, then you kind of have access to the whole cosmos. Yeah. Okay. And a question you ask yourself the most. Mm, I ask. I don't know if I ask myself questions. I feel like I ask first <laughs> questions. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We can go with that. I feel like I just ask all the time. I don't know if I have a repeated one because I feel like I get the answers. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Well, we'll skip that one then. I want to end with if you had to recommend only three of your products from Living Libations, which three would they be? Let's do a sea buckthorn baskin ever because that can be the whole oil for your whole body washing your face, cleansing, aftershave, removing makeup after the bath or shower or visiting your massage therapist. And then I would say happy gumdrops because you could replace all toothpaste with that. You could help uh, bleeding, receding gums. You can floss with it. And one of our poetic pits because it's so good to switch up to a real natural uh, underarm charm, a deodorant, and uh, it will transform your life because it really works. And people generally like follow the people that have the poetic pits on, like when they come out of yoga or something like, oh my God, how do you smell so good stuff? Oh, really? Wow. It's like takes who you are and your kind of own aromatic signature layers on the plants and then together wow so it's like so really good. bringing out the pheromones yeah it makes every it takes everybody's signature scent and then just makes it totally palatable and yummy i love that that's amazing i love your like i say i use best can ever every day but i love the under the eye serum also oh yeah that is phenomenal. That every day. Yeah. yeah okay well thank you so much nadine thank you. where can people find you Um, Well, we've got our beautiful website, livinglibations.com and my books on there as well as uh, everywhere. And then they're also on Audible, The Dental and Renegade Beauty. And then Instagram, we've got Nadine Artemis and Living Libations. Perfect. I will put all of that in the show notes and let's get this episode booked in for Holistic Dental Care and we'll really kind of unwrap all of that. I'm so excited for that. Thank you so much. It's been so lovely talking to you. You too. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to Recondition today. I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and maybe even leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. And better still, if you could share with friends and family who could benefit from the content, that's what I'd really love. I just want us to share the love so that everyone can understand how to use an integrative approach to life and health. For more free resources, visit laurenvacneen.co.uk and laurenvacneencoaching.com.